choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells. I'm back at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking, Kells Podcast, episode 240. So, look, luckily, the um, piece from Amazon came, and so I have the regular mic back, and I think that chord piece that was, uh, may have been giving me problems longer than I know, so I know some people a couple episodes were saying that the sound was low, and I don't know if that's why, but it could be, because I think, um... Now that I have this new cord and I, f- I feel the way it snaps in, uh, the other one wasn't snapping in like that, so it, uh, p- perhaps um, it wasn't getting the all the power it should. So anyway, got a new one. So look, y'all, sorry I'm late, but you know, this coronavirus, being in the house, man, I don't know, somebody need to do some scientific studies on this because I am just, dr- well... <laughs> I've said this before. I don't like work from home. I've never liked work from home. When I before I went to law school, uh, when I was in um, doing my other career, I worked for BAE Systems, and there was you know a lot of work from home because um, sometimes we worked in you know it's just all like top secret defense work, and you work in certain secure areas, and it's just not enough parking, blah, 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 so you could work from home, I've never liked it, because I've just, I don't like to bring work home, when I come home, I want to relax, want to play music, want to TV, you know, like, I don't like that shit, and maybe if you had a house, where you could have one room, where there's an office, and you keep it in there, perhaps, but I don't even know if I would like that, but it would be better than this, and so it's, I've just been stressed, I don't like it, and, and you, you're working harder, because like I said, at work, like, you have a routine, you come in, everybody, we don't work all, we fuck around, you know what I'm saying, like, you get up, you go get coffee, you go downstairs, you meet somebody in the hallway, whatever, you go to lunch, you know, you take, like, breaks, and you, it's harder to do that here because, first of all, you got to put a mask and a whole bunch of fucking biohazard gear on. Just go to the store. Then you got to wait in the line. And it's just, it's, 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 it's a hassle. It's stressing me the fuck out. I don't like it. And so on Wednesday, I just wasn't feeling it. I was tired. I really didn't have nothing to say because, I mean, there's not a lot popping off with the coronavirus, um, you know, lockdown. It's not a lot going on. Um, tonight, I think we're all excited about the babyface Teddy Riley battle, we'll all be wearing our best outfits for that, um, but yeah, so I'm late, so sorry, it might happen again, um, it's not like you really missed anything between Thursday and today, because again, ain't nobody doing nothing anyway, so I don't know how long this episode is gonna be, but I appreciate y'all listening and rock with me, y'all know I try to keep a steady schedule, but sometimes I just, I can't, and Wednesday, I just could not, so forgive me, I'll try to be on time, um, next week, the other part of it is, with the days rolling into each other, like, it just rolls up on me really fast, and I don't have everything put together, I don't have it mapped, I don't exactly know what I want to say, like, I looked up, and it was like Wednesday, it was like, fuck, I don't have nothing prepared, so that's the other thing, um, so, yeah, alright, so, uh, this week, you know, there's really not a lot, I want to talk about the corona update, so, um, you know, thank God, uh, the different republics, because we don't have a federal government currently, um, have, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling them the districts, um, 
I call it, well, out west, I'm calling that the Pac Div because it's the West Coast Coalition. District One is, uh, it's what is it, New York, PA, New Jersey, or the Northeast, basically. Um, well, no, yeah, the Northeast, the Northeast without New England. But Rhode Island is, is included, which is random to me, because I feel like most people associate, maybe I'm wrong, but I associate wrong, Rhode Island is like the first state in New England to me, like Connecticut, Northeast, but Rhode Island, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the East Coast, it's the uh, Northeast without New England has a division, and I think they just did a Pac-10 Midwest where they're going to try to roll out um, getting back to business. And I mean, I think that's has to happen, I know people are like, oh, we're never going to get corona, look, I think the reality is that we're not going to be safe from this until they come up with a vaccine, and and having everybody stay in the house till that time, till Christmas, November, whenever, that's not realistic, people are not going to do it, it's not, people are going to break down, it's going to start, it's going, it's not going to happen, because, like, I'm a pretty, um, you know, I was in the Marines, I was in Afghanistan, our, our movements, I've done this before, you know, I've been in these type of situations before, like in the military, there's a lot of, t- this is a lot of what we do, like we go to these places, Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever you station at, and a lot of it is just this, we call it hurry up and wait, where you're just sitting around, nothing to do, like if you're not on a mission, or you're not on an operation, there's nothing to do, so you literally just sitting around, you know, having to entertain yourself and shit, right, like, which is a lot of times just like, shit people doing now, making up, you know, stupid games with, with, like, oh, let's see how many pets, setting up dominoes, let's see how many cups we can pile, all kind of the shit that y'all are coming up with, this is, like, normal for military people, so I am used to this, but I haven't had to do it in a long time, and I'm not currently, uh, under contract to the U.S. government, so I'm not required to do it, and so my spirit, it just ain't in it, and if I'm feeling this way, I know people who have no discipline, who have no, uh, experience in, this kind of stuff, it's just not gonna hold through the warm weather, it's not, you gotta, especially not in, like, New York, where, where the epicenter, like, if you, I, I imagine quarantine, if you have a house with a yard and all that, it's different, you could go out in your yard, you could do a lot of shit, New York City, people are crammed up in these apartments, there's nowhere to go, um, once it gets hot, the power grid is not gonna be able to take everybody in the whole fucking city in their apartment to air on, it's so, it's, it's unrealistic to not think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to roll some kind of reopening back out, so I get it, um, you know, we don't have the testing, we should, but they gotta figure something out, because I'm telling you, once this weather, the people are barely complying now, for, once it gets 75, 80 degrees, people are gonna be outside, that's just it, and, you know, the social distancing, people wasn't doing it anyway, and it's only so much of that you can do in New York City, so, it's, it's, I think it's, I think smart governors are understanding that, look, we can try and minimize what's about to happen, or we can pretend like we could just keep rolling out these delays every 30 days, and people are just gonna hold, but we know they're not, and then you're just gonna have people saying, fuck it, and being all over, and then we're gonna get that second, uh, spike that we don't want, um, I think personally they need to, uh, not count on people doing their part, because we see how people are, and, um, excuse me, and, and press the gas on the vaccine, and I've read a couple things that's saying that, you know, they, that they're doing that, and different places are doing it, and that it probably will come faster than anticipated, because, you know, they're, they're working on it, um, yeah, so, that's the coronavirus update, um, people in Harlem, it's, uh, well, today, Cuomo put out a thing that says that it's, we're plateauing now, so the numbers are not going up, I think yesterday, or the day before, was actually the first day, where the numbers, uh, actually went down, and so now we're at the plateau, which is the crucial part, because if we fuck up now, then we'll go to another spike, or we could go back down, so, um, 
you know, Harlem still not doing great on social distancing, uh, you know, the mask thing. It's just, listen, people are failing. I don't understand, like, I don't understand the issue is either you got on a mask and you're too close to people or you got on a mask and the gloves and you're touching your face and everything with the gloves, defeating the whole purpose of wearing the gloves, or you don't have a mask and you're too close. It's just, it's people can't figure it out. People can't figure out how to wear the mask, stay six feet away, wear the gloves, don't touch your face, the whole point of the gloves is so that the germs don't get on your hands, so as soon as you walk out of whatever store you're at, you put those gloves in the trash, because I can't tell you how many gloves are lined on the fucking uh, concrete, it looks like a hospital emergency room, but nobody's coming to clean it up, you put those gloves in the trash as soon as you leave the store, so that you don't cross-contaminate, if you just wear the gloves all day, you might as well just have your hands, because you're defeating the purpose of having the gloves, People are just, they just failing out here. So it's not going to hold anyway. I'm not a doctor or any of that, but it just seems like that those of us who have been quarantining since whenever this started and have not developed symptoms yet, probably are, if we are positive, we're not going to have symptoms or we don't have it. So like I've been saying, there has to be some point where they're like, look, if you feel okay, if you, if you don't know, if nobody in your house has been diagnosed, you don't, you don't know anybody has been diagnosed, you not have been in contact with anybody that's been diagnosed and you have not been sick. Be honest about this, you know, which is asking a lot of people I know, then, you know, you can go back. I know my job specifically is talking about how to work it out. Um, how to do safe social distancing, how to put it back, um, maybe they'll do a rotation, I don't really know, but I know if they want to seek volunteers to go back, I will be the first, because this is the pits. Um, yeah, so, yep, that's the, that's the coronavirus update, uh, Florida has, oh, oh, so the second part of that is, um, right now, New York is the epicenter, I, I suspect pretty soon that we will fade into the distance and all of those red states that are being stupid and ridiculous about this, Florida just opened the beaches and think somehow think that the virus is some kind of partisan game to play and that they can stick it to the lives by acting like this virus is not a real thing. I think those states which are also the states with the weakest social safety nets, with the lowest incomes, with the most unhealthy people, with the most, like, uh, diseases and issues, are going to become um, uh, fucking uh, patient, uh, what is it, ground zero for mortality rates from this virus and infection rates from this virus because they are acting a plum fool. They they reopen the beaches in Florida. People are on the beaches. They got paying people to go protest a virus, like, it's a game, so, you know, all those governors refusing to do, to issue stay-at-home orders, I think we're gonna see all those states become, over, probably over the summer, become the hot spots, and their mortality rates are probably gonna be really high, and, you know, I hate to sound cruel, but it's, you know, gonna be natural selection, because it's gonna be the idiot people who out here, you know, just listening to the dumbass president, or thinking it's some kind of game, and not a real thing, you know, because... It hasn't hit them yet, so yeah, uh, I, I think we, we we can all expect for that to happen. All right, so again, it's not going to be short. I'm just letting y'all know now because there's not a whole lot to talk about. So last week, um, I told y'all about the Atlanta child made murders. So I've seen the second. It's a five parter. I've seen the second part, which like it was a pro- like, I don't know what happened, but like, it comes on Sunday night, but last Sunday, my HBO, it came on, but the sound would not play, and I was, it, I was like, maybe it's, 
you know, my TV or my cable box or whatever, but I would turn to every other station and would play with just that. So it was HBO. And I went on Twitter, and other people said they had the same issue. And, I mean, I reset the box. I did everything because, you know, I know sometimes, like, that happens when, you know, you need to update the box. And I know sometimes on, on, on Netflix, on streaming, it'll play without sound when, the you know, when it's buffering, like the Wi-Fi. It's just there's too many people on the Netflix or whatever or there's too many people, on, you know, it's too much on the Wi-Fi. It'll buffer and, like, it'll play. It, the sound will be behind or sometimes the sound won't play at all. But it wasn't like that. It was just no sound. So I don't know somebody at HBO hit a button or something, but uh, I, en- I ended up having to watch it on... HBO 2, because I couldn't get it on on demand either, it was weird, something was wrong with that episode and so, it's like I suspected they're leading full into you know, these conspiracy theories, and you know look, two things like I said the first time, you know did Wayne kill all 29 people that put on him? No I don't think anybody with good sense thinks that, even the FBI guy who called him said he doesn't think that he did all those murders, namely because they don't fit the profile and they're just all over the place but that doesn't mean that he didn't kill any and it doesn't mean that he's innocent and there's a scene in the second one where Wayne Williams calls into the church and I just thought that was obscene I thought that was ridiculous because that man is a child killer, he killed those children that you all are in there grieving, and I don't know why you have this man calling, it's not a conspiracy, it's, it's, yes, two things could be true, those cases could have not been investigated the way they should have, those cases could not have been taken seriously at first the way they should have, they could have added a whole bunch of people on they shouldn't have, and Wayne Williams could also be guilty, all those things are true, okay, you have to remember, this is 79-80, a lot of these investigative techniques, and why didn't they do this, and why didn't do that, they weren't, it's because it wasn't, it's not a conspiracy, it's not because they didn't want to solve it, it's because they just didn't do those things back then, 7980, everybody y'all watching all this CSI and all this DNA they didn't, they didn't even have DNA back then they they uh, barely had it and I've I read that they recently retested the DNA that they did have and it wasn't conclusive for, it, it came back to Wayne but it wasn't like because of the, the quality of the DNA they weren't comfortable it it wasn't it wasn't at the threshold i don't know what this threshold they need but there's some threshold where they where they are comfortable saying yes this dna matched this person like i don't know one out of 999 million people whatever they said it wasn't didn't reach that threshold, but it did come back to Wayne, in other words, the DNA that they found on the victims was Wayne's DNA but because it was so deteriorated we not gonna just say yes it matched him 100% because that would not be accurate, but it was Wayne's DNA right, um and so it's just like I I just personally listen, I understand that it's a case that's been unsolved and a lot of black people, you know have issues with reasons and there were reasons why it was unsolved, they were poor, they were black all of this and all that true, but it has been 40 years, um, 40 plus years I don't know, how, how, not about 40 years right, what, 79, 80 40 years, 81 actually went from 79 to 81 and um, yeah I just think I think, I think at this late date, 40 years later to still be um having this presented as if it's some big unsolved cases, it's some big injustice, I just think that that's 
I think we need to put that to bed. I think a large part of it is because Camille Bell, who one of her children, you know, God bless, was killed, and she and she had it. She came up with what she thought happened on the case, and that's what a lot of people went with. And the FBI profiler even speaks to that. He was like, "Look, she was, you know, she was determined. She wanted us to solve her kids, her kids' murder, and we understood that. She was a grieving mother. We understood that, but she, her version of what happened, just does not fit the facts. She just, you know, it, she's." Just on this crusade that it's not Wayne and somebody else and he, and he was like it's just not true it's just but you know she has a she's a mother she wants to believe that that's fine but a lot of this ongoing you know quote fingers conspiracy is because people is because of people have adopted her viewpoint and he was like her viewpoint is just not aligned with the facts she just doesn't she won't accept facts and so you know I just think it's 40 years. I think they need to stop with this. I think they need to stop. Because like I said, this is not the first. There's been numerous specials and documentaries and movies about the Atlanta child murders. There's been numerous. I've seen a lot of them. Um, And, you know, it's time to put this to rest. It's it's time for them to stop presenting this as if Wayne Williams is innocent and there's still this killer out there or killers out there. They need to stop that and they need to say, look, this is this is what the evidence was. This evidence in this case, this case, this case, and this case points directly to Wayne Williams, the DNA, whatever. We know that Wayne Williams for sure did this one, this one, this one. We know for sure. Now these other murders, we are not as positive of. We understand back then the detectives under a lot of pressure, and perhaps a lot of these murders were put on Wayne. This is what happens in 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 serial killer cases. Wayne's not the only one. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna separate those cases out, and we're gonna, there would all be cold cases now, but we're gonna separate those cases out, and we're gonna see if there's anything that we could do at this point to try to solve those cases, if there's any DNA, if there's anything we can test, any of that, and and, and maybe see who, because these other people, you know, they've been murdered and deserve justice too, and we're gonna see if we can maybe identify who did those murders, but these murders, Wayne Williams is where he belongs, he killed these children, here's the evidence, here's the facts, in 40 years since we snatched him off the street, there have not been another murder of that nature, and you know, and just, and just, and just stop all of this, because it's been 40 years of this back and forth of, you know, Wayne is innocent, Wayne is not innocent, he is in jail, there's a lot of evidence against him, that just all the evidence they had was not presented in court, because you know, you can you you only take your strongest case to court. He was only convicted of the one body because that's the best evidence they had. Again, seventy nine, eighty. They didn't have the DNA. They didn't have all the stuff that we have now. All they had was okay. We got these fibers that definitely match his house. We have these fibers with dog hairs on it that definitely match his dog. And and you know, we have this other circumstantial evidence. We have these witnesses. We have this. We have that. He fits the profile. That's all they had, and so, you know, you can't, law and, uh, what do you call it, it's, it's, um, criminal science and DNA and all that, it was very different in 79, I mean, it was light years apart, I don't think they, um, used DNA, I think DNA was used for the first time in a case fairly recently, I wanna say, I, I, I probably have to Google it after this, I heard it recently, but I can't remember, but it, I, I was shocked, by how recent it was, I want to say it was night in the 90s, like maybe in the early 90s, was the first time, I could be wrong though, it might be, it was, 
it was sometime between the late 80s, I want to say 85 and 95, it was sometime, it was before OJ, of course, but even with the OJ case, if y'all remember, DNA was very new then, and people were, you know, they say it, they say a part, that's part of the reason why OJ got off, because the DNA stuff was just way too complicated, and people's like, what the fuck is this, and they didn't get it, so in 95, DNA was brand new, so I want to say the first time that they ever used DNA in a criminal proceeding to, uh, as evidence, it was like early 90s, 89, 90s, something like that, way, way later than I, than I thought, right, I would have thought it would have been sometimes in, in the 70s or the 80s, but no, it was in the 90s, um, and before that, it was just blood typing, and, you know, witnesses, and, 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 you know, what a notepad, and whatever the detective could figure out, so, you know, we gotta stop jumping out the window about how shoddy, and maybe, maybe the investigation was shoddy, I don't know, but, but was it shoddy, or was it shoddy by today's standards, because, you know, back then, you know, they, they, the FBI got it said, you know, yes, they made some key mistakes, the main one being when they stopped waiting on the bridge, the FBI profiler, he always says, we never the Atlanta PD or whoever it was did not search his car, and we don't understand why they searched his car it was like, because we're sure, had they searched his car that night, they probably would have found enough evidence then to connect him to some other stuff, they say for some reason they took him out and they didn't search his car, and so um, in case you don't know between the time that Wayne was stopped and the time he, they actually got a warrant to arrest him, there was there was a gap in between that, and that is and and that's and, and during that time Wayne, being Wayne, was acting a fool. He was he was doing all kind of crazy shit. He was he, the media was in front of his house. He was leading them on wide wild goose chases, and he was coming out giving these press conferences. He was being a weirdo. He was being exactly the kind of person who would do these kind of things, and like I told you last week, one of the things he was doing, the FBI profiler said that the reason why they, if, uh, during that time, Wayne was disposing, basically disposing of a lot of evidence, him and his father were in the, in the backyard burning documents and burning stuff, they were like, we don't know what he was burning, but we assume it was evidence, but he was burning all this stuff, and that's when the FBI profiler was like, we've, we, we just think, and he says it in a very, we're not sure way, but I mean, to me it sounds like they know, maybe they have some other evidence that lets them know this that he was burning um, contracts, because Wayne said he was like a manager and he was going to put these boys in a group and that he was burning contracts and things like that, and that's what they suspected he was burning during the time that they stopped him and the time that they got the warrant, and so they believe and so I said all that to say that a, a large part of the reason why people like to point to, oh well they only got him for that one murder but the reason why is because a lot of evidence, Wayne got rid of a lot of evidence in between that time and that's what the FBI guy says, he was like listen, I mean, and you got to told you, if you listen to Musta Podcast, it, it breaks it all down, and another point that the FBI profiler said that I, that stuck with me, he was like, listen, this case is a world famous case, everybody knows about this case, everybody has heard Wayne claim his innocence, he was like, every lawyer in the world has gone down to Atlanta like, hey, I'm gonna look into this, I'm gonna see if Wayne was, was accused, and I'm gonna see if they set him up or whatever, he was like, every famous lawyer you can think of has gone down there, ACLU, all these different lawyers have gone down there, he was like, and you've not heard nothing else for it, because they go down there, they look into it, and they pack this stuff up, and they go, because they figure out they got the right guy, and that was a point to me too, because I was like, that is true, over the years, um, I remember um, of that Kunstler guy, real famous attorney, there's been a couple real famous attorneys that have gone down to work with Wayne, and 
that's true, none of them have ever come out and said, you know what, Wayne's innocent, we got new information, or I think none of them, they've all just quietly left, because they've realized that, hey, this is the guy, and you know, in the special, they have his attorney, and his, and it's just a bunch of black people, you know, I looked at Wayne, I've never seen a kill, they say this all the time, though, is they said it with the, with the Grim Reaper killer, they say it with, every time there's a black serial killer that's killing black people, we always get these black people saying, it's not like us, but it is, because it happens, and so, you know, I'm gonna keep watching it, because, again, it's interesting to me, because I remember that time, and I was that age, and I just remember it, but, you know, it's leaning real heavy into the conspiracy, and the other thing I've, I've recognized on the second episode, it's um, produced by Rock Nation, so that explains a lot, because, you know, they're they on a, you know, quote, fingers prison reform, so it's very much set up in that, you know, in that vein, and it's like, nah, bro, like, that's, you know, they need to just, they need to stop with this, they need to tell, they need to put the evidence out, I'm sure there's a lot of evidence they don't have, they just need to tell people, look, Wayne Williams did these, we know he did this one, this one, and this one, we know that for sure, listen, you know, we'll do our best to find that these other ones, a lot of mistakes were made, you gotta understand a lot was going on, yes, they put bodies on him, they probably shouldn't, he had nothing to do with this one, that one, the other one, cause the other thing a lot of people, they also say, Wayne is a little guy, look at him, he couldn't hurt nobody, which always seems ridiculous to me, cause it's like, he's a grown man, these are children, of course he can hurt somebody, of course he can get you in a, in a headlock and choke you out, of course he can, can do a lot of things, like, th- this notion that he's, like, harmless because he's lived, that doesn't mean it, that never made any sense to me, it's just, it's just, it's just a version of what we always say, where people think that killers have to be a boogeyman, or they have to come with a mask and a knife, and if they don't have a mask and a knife and look like a big killer, then they're not a killer, it's just ridiculous, like, how many serial killers do we have to see that look like the Jeffrey Dahmers, the Ted Bundys, the Wayne Williams, the John Wayne Gacy's, the, uh, uh, Eileen, well, Eileen's a different story, because she looked a fool, she looked like she probably was a serial killer, but, um, you know, all, all, Henry Lee Lucas's, the, the, all these, I can't even, it's a lot of serial killers, how, every time, what do people say, oh, he doesn't look like the guy, they never look like the guy, because if you look like a guy that would be a serial killer, people avoid you, BTK, all of these guys, they always look like regular guys, and Wayne is no different, but, just like Wayne, all these guys, yeah, the general public, but, uh, Ted Bundy's girlfriend is the one that gave the tip for him, um, BTK, all his neighbors were like, yeah, he just was a little off, it's always people who are close to these people, who say, yeah, um, he definitely was a weirdo, and I can totally believe he's a serial killer, because this, this, and that, and I didn't necessarily know, but I knew something wasn't right, the stories wasn't matching up, always, Wayne is the same way, you got people outside, oh, he doesn't look like it hurts nobody, oh, he's small, you know, all these, but, but, but the people that lived on Wayne's block, when they came to get Wayne, all of them was like, you know what, we knew something was up with that dude, makes total sense, we, and, and the other thing I didn't realize when I watched the second episode is the body of the little girl, who I always didn't think he killed the little girl, because, you know, serial killers have patterns of victims, and Wayne tended to kill little boys, but now, you know, I'm not sure, because they found the body of that little girl across the street from the block that Wayne lived on, I did not know that, I knew they found the bodies in the neighborhood, that's why I was like, it's not the clan, you ain't tell me the clan gonna sneak in, snatch these black kids, nobody see them, and then say, kill them, take them wherever they took them to, kill them, and then sneak them back in the neighborhood, and still nobody gonna see nothing, like, that's why I was like, nah, but apparently, um, 
found the little girl across the block from where he lives, which is interesting to me. I still tend to think maybe Wayne didn't do the little girl because it just would be a break from the pattern. Only thing I think of, maybe she saw something she shouldn't have, but he mainly killed little boys. Um, he was, you know, a, a, a homosexual repressed. If you listen to Monster Podcast, the FBI profiler goes well into that. Um, you know, there, there were other, another pedophile in the neighborhood. So, you know, listen again, I, I don't believe Wayne killed all 29 bodies, but he killed somebody. He did something, and he probably, he did more than what he's admitting to. He won't even admit to the one that they convicted him on. He won't admit to nothing, which means he probably killed more than, than we even know about. But, you know, if you want to watch it, go ahead. It's just, you know, I, I suggest you listen to uh, Monster Atlanta Monster, the Atlanta Child Killer podcast, Payne Lindsay, it's really good. Um, so, and I'm probably late with this, but, oh well, I watched the Clark Sisters with all of 2.7 million of you on Lifetime, the Clark Sisters story. I was not raised in the church, I'm not into the church, I'm, I don't listen to gospel music, only gospel music I've heard, like Kirk Franklin, whatever Whitney Houston sings, um, a couple of Yolanda Adams songs, and, and Aretha Franklin and, and you know, if, if it ain't that I don't listen to gospel music, so I ain't know nothing about no Clark sisters, didn't know nothing about them never heard of them, had no idea that they were d- these musical geniuses and, and, and their mother, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, listen rest in peace ma'am, I just want you to know that you are my motherfucking hero, I was so entertained by this movie, and and um, Anjani ah, I forgot her last name, she's been in a lot of shit, she was the one that um got arrested for stealing and the help and she's been in, um, she's been in a lot of movies, she was in Roots, she's been in a lot of stuff, um, and it's, it's, it's a blockbuster she was in that I cannot remember, but she's been in a lot of stuff, but she played their mother, and oh my god, I don't know if they give Lifetime Movies Awards, but please give her her things now, because she was amazing, that shit was hilarious to me, and you know I, I just, I appreciated it because, look well, first of all, I appreciate it for a lot of reasons. The main one being, that woman was a musical genius. She was a musical genius, and I liked the way it showed, you know, they were Christians, and they were in a church. And I just liked the way it showed, it just showed why, I mean, there's a million reasons why I don't mess with the church, mainly because I don't believe in none of that stuff, but it just showed, it's a, the patriot, the white Christian that was thrust upon us when we came to this country, religion, and how black folks buy into that shit even more than white people do, and just this patriarchal structure, here you have this woman who was a genius, this woman was a musical genius in her own right, I read that she's the one who who first figured out the five, who first um, did the five part harmony, where you have five voices singing all together as one, and, and um, separated this seems crazy to me, but this is what they said. She's she was she she was the musical director in her in their church, and she's the one that separated out the choir. So you have the altos, the sorry sopranos, <laughs> the the uh, baritones that she that thing they do requires they get choirs to sound like they do that she created that, which I thought. I was like, really? That's she created that, but that's what everything that I've read said that that they weren't doing that before, and that she started that, she had gold records of her own, she wrote these songs, she was a musical genius, she was, if she was a man, she would have been right up there with Stevie Wonder, and all of these cats, and it just showed how this patriarchal church structure that y'all love so much, 
was hating on her and kept her down. And it's like, you got these weak, insecure men threatened by women, their intelligence, their gifts, their, their, their strength, and just how fucked up it is. And like, she got her daughters on the Grammys and they stripped her because which I didn't even understand because I thought the whole point of gospel music, I thought the whole point of that is so y'all supposed to like spread that shit out, so what better way to do it on the Grammys, they act like she was like I don't know, wearing pants, cause it's this funny part where this girl that comes up and she won't, she slams the door on her face cause she wearing pants, cause that's sinful so then she goes back and she puts the skirt on, she like good, cause you know you're wearing pants, you probably smoke reefer too, I was like man what? It was just funny, like, showing, you know, all these churchy ways. It's the, the stuff that I just really don't truck with. But it's just funny when you watch it, you know. And, you know, look, she was throwing shoes. She was throwing shoes in the church. That was a bit much. Was it abusive? I mean, yeah, you know, it's better ways. But I just, I, I think that, you know, the Joe Jackson, <coughs> sorry. So, of course, we all know the story of the Joe Jackson. He was, a abu- like, Michael told the story, like, he was abusive for sure. But I just think it's interesting how people nowadays, you know, they, they, look, that was abusive, no doubt, but look what it produced. It, that, I'm a Marine, so that kind of discipline, that kind of you do it, I don't care if you're tired, I don't care if you don't want to do it, I don't care if you're weak, you do it over and over and over and over again until it is perfect, because when it's perfect, then it's automatic, and you don't have to worry about thinking about it, you don't have to adjust, this is why, this is what, this is why the Marines are like the force in the world that they are, that, where the reputation comes from, because we do, when we train, that is the way we train, we train, that's why I was, I was calling Maddie Moss Clark, uh, First Sergeant Clark, because that's how we train, we do it over and over and over and over and the drill instructors yell at you and they throw things at you and they grab you and some people will look at that and say it's abusive and maybe it is, but it's like okay, but is it as abusive as the guy over there who's really trying to kill you, cause this person not trying to kill, they trying to get you ready for the person that's trying to kill, they trying to make you hard, so that when that person is trying to kill you, you don't flinch, you're not afraid you don't, you know, you just go go, 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 that's all you know, so I, it touched my heart, because I know what that is like, I know sports, athletes, the same way, you know, Jordan's talked about it, Kobe's talked about it, you, you can't, you can't expect to be excellent, you can't expect to be the best at, at something, and, and not have other things fall to the wayside, it's just not possible, and so it's just, I like to see that, because as much as we talk about, oh, so-and-so was abusive, yes, they probably were, but look what it produced, and this new stuff everybody's doing, where everybody gets a trophy, and oh, if you feel bad, and oh, well, how do I, you know, how do I talk to the coach, because my kid's not getting in the game, your kid's not getting in the game, because it's not good enough, and if you want him to get in the game, you need to work with him, and get him to practice, and get him get better, or you need to accept the fact that, hey, my kid is just not good, maybe he should do something else, and I'm just curious to see 10, 15, 20 years from now, because I mean, honestly, we already see now, that the product is not the same, I want to see if we, if we have this greatness that we had in the past, if we get Clark sisters, if we get Jacksons, if we get, you know, Whitney Houston's, if we get these Mariah Carey's, if we get these excellent, excellent, excellent Alicia Keys on the piano, her mom, she talks about how her mom made her play the piano, if we get these people who are just excellent, who are just excellent, excellent, excellent in the future, with this new shit that everybody's doing, where, you know, oh, well, if your feelings are hurt, you can stop, oh, if you're tired, you can stop, oh, you know, all this new shit, look, that's, 
that's what y'all doing now, fine. I just personally don't think that you can get excellence out of that because every person that's ever been great at anything, Beyonce, another one, y'all, you know, Matthew had them running on the treadmills and they heels because that's what it takes. That is what it takes, and I and I just think that a lot of these people, yeah, we know better now. You know, you ain't Joe was beating them with the belt, and all, it's a lot of stuff that was doing extra. But you know, I think we jump out the window with this. Oh, they're abusive and blah blah blah, and this and that and the other. And it's like, yeah, but look at what they produce though. And like, the, the reality is, you don't get to excellence by doing all the soft shit. You don't get to excellence by letting somebody sit down when they're tired. You sit like Maddie Mars Clark told him, you want to go to the mall you fucking sing this perfect, when you get this perfect, then you can go to the mall, that's motivation, you wanna go to the mall, okay, get these five parts down, and get it perfect, and then you can go to the mall, I just loved it, I know that it's out of style now, but, you know, I know I got as far as I got, as far as school, and, and all the things that I've accomplished, because that's how my, I mean, I they weren't abusive, they weren't abusive, I didn't get beat with belts and none of that shit, but it wasn't no play, you want to you go outside and play, finish your homework, oh, you want such and such for Christmas, you better not bring nothing less than an A in here, don't bring no B's, and don't bring no C's, and I know you can do better than that, if I thought that's the best you could do, I would accept it, but I know, I know it ain't, so don't bring it in here, that's how I was raised, that's how a lot of people I know who are successful and doing well were raised, and I see some of these other people who, you know, all they do is bitch and whine and complain and, and moan and, 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 you know, can't do anything without being supported by their parents, can't get out on their own, don't know how to be independent, don't know how to do anything with, you know, without a million things handed to them, everything has to be handed to them perfectly, or it's a problem, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't raised like that, and I just, it just warmed my heart, I just, she, she just, it was funny to me, I mean, she told him to stop chewing gum, it just goes to show you, and I, and I, and I think that, I think that the sisters did that movie, because they wanted to, they wanted to, it seemed to me like a love letter to their mother, because their mother passed away, and it seemed to me like a love letter to their mother, like, yes, let, let us tell you how we got to, because apparently, I've, I've looked it up, the Clark sisters are like the most successful gospel, I, I didn't know this, I, if you'd ask me about gospel, I would say like Yolanda Adams or Kirk Franklin, but apparently, uh, BB and CC and them, apparently they all, that's all bullshit, apparently it's the Clark sisters uh, are like the Jacksons of the gospel, like ain't nobody ain't nobody else that, they, outselling them, they the best, they, they the most well known, they sell out all the show, they, they, they them, they them girls, right, and so, they, to me, it seemed like it was a love letter to their mother, like, yo, we want you to know, yeah, we had all these issues, but we want you to know how we got here, and it's because of this lady right here, and they showed it, like, you know, and of course they had the, they drama, um, they sister Denise, apparently she's like the, the, the black sheep, and, you know, there's a scene in there where Twinkie, who also is kind of like a genius too, and I learned, like, wrote a lot of the songs, like, she's the one that was most like the mother, there's a scene in there where she signs her publishing rights, and she's, like, yelling at Twinkie, that Twinkie's just a child, and she, and everybody's like, well, you know, you raised that, it's the whole, and I get it, those controlling parents, y'all are absolutely right by that, we know that, those controlling parents, they, they kind of almost cripple, not almost, they cripple their children, they push their children away, because you keep them in this, in this controlled environment, and then you want, when they get grown, you wonder why they can't do anything, because you never allowed them to do anything, I got that point totally, but at the same time, I was like, um, one of the other sisters was like, well, Twinkie, why would you sign that, because you know we let mama handle the business, and I was like, correct, like, yeah, I mean, 
all of that about to control is true, girl, but, like, that's why you let mama handle the business, like, it, like, y'all don't know the business, your mother does, like, so why would you sign something away knowing you don't know business, so I was like, I ain't really, wasn't really rock. I thought the mom was right on that, like, yeah, that might be all true, but, like, girl, all you had, you, all you had to do was recognize that you shouldn't have been signing nothing without your mama and take that shit back, because she your manager, like, who does that, that's like an artist that'll sign a, a something without their manager present, like, it ain't, you know, like, what you doing, that's dumb, regardless of how, how, you know, how you were raised or whatever, so there's that scene, and then there's a scene where, um, she goes, Twinkie, is the, it goes off and marries some man, and listen, so they was going back and forth, the mama really didn't want them to leave, they had this big dramatic fight or whatever, and this nigga who ain't got no job pushes her mama down nigga, I was stuck on that scene for like, are y'all for real he pushed her mama down and grabbed her and they left, and are you listen, I would've still been meeting your ass and pushing my mama down, like nigga if you don't go to, fuck, me and my mama gonna argue and we gonna say what we got to say and then I'm gonna come out there, go the fuck outside, don't be in here, and you better not never put your look like you gonna put your hands on my mom, this between me and my mama, please, oh, that shit, I was like, are y'all for real, and apparently that was a real scene, like, I know you did not just push my motherfucking mama down, I'm, nigga, so, that shit, I'm still mad about that scene, I was like, excuse me, um, yeah, but I enjoyed it, um, I, like I said, I didn't know, I never heard of them before, I know who they are now, I'm still not listening to gospel, so I'm not gonna say I wouldn't listen to their music, cause I have not, and I will not, um, and I am not, because I don't listen to gospel, but I really enjoyed it, I liked it, it's out again, I just want to see content of black people being black people everything don't have to be about a struggle everything don't have to be about blackness let's just show black stories, and that's a black story and it's, and, and it's a, a common black story that a lot of people I could identify with, um, you know and even me, I, you know, I'm not into the church and none of that, but I was like, oh, okay this is, a, this is dope, like they from Detroit I didn't know anything about this um, apparently, and, but what I did notice though, and as soon as, when I heard them singing, I heard Whitney, I heard Aretha, I heard, I said, oh, okay, so this is, this is where these people got, gotten their inspiration from, cause I could hear it, I could definitely hear Whitney in them harmonies, and them five part harmony, now we know Whitney was heavily influenced by Aretha, cause her mom sang with Aretha, of course, and, and, and by her mom, who Sissy actually is a really good singer, like, um, Ain't No Way, which I think is one of the best songs of all time, definitely one of the greatest American songs, and, and I, my think, I think is Aretha Franklin's best song, because the way she sings with Sissy in the back singing like an angel on that track, I just think that track is just, it's just, it takes me somewhere else, so we know Whitney got a lot of it from that, but you can hear also those, those, uh, the influences, and I heard a lot of people that I do know, that sh- you know, influences when I heard them sing, I was like, oh, okay, this is where, same way when you hear people sing now, you can hear who, who was listening to Mariah, Ariana Grande, you can hear who was listening to Whitney, you know, Brandy, you can hear, you can hear, oh, they, that's that run, just like Whitney does, I heard, I heard the harmonies that Whitney does, because you know, Whitney does her, all her background tracks too, if you didn't, she does, and I, I can hear it, I hear, I hear that, that, that five part, uh, Clark sisters influences, like, oh, okay, that's where she got it from, so, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it, I thought it was good, um, and I, you know, I just thought it was a great story, I think it probably could have been two episodes, because people were saying, I'm, I'm not familiar with this story, but it seemed like a lot of it was rushed toward the back, there was a lot of stuff going on, I'm like, wait, what's the backstory behind this, and what's the backstory behind that, so it probably could have been, maybe they didn't have enough money for it, whatever, but whatever, it was fine the way it was, like, I really enjoyed it, um, which leads me to my next point, um, so, 
even if we open back up for the summer, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that movie theaters and all of that stuff, like, nobody's going back, I know I'm not going back to the movie theaters, and it seems like they all this content that was supposed to be released for the summer, they're pushing it back, and I don't want y'all to do that, I want y'all to find a way, get the lawyers, and get the paperwork done, and release this shit on Prime, release this shit on Netflix, because we not going to the theater, and I mean, shit, we already can't travel for the summer, like, you gotta give us something to do, man, there ain't gonna be no concerts, ain't gonna be no shows, ain't gonna be no amusement parks, like, damn, and, and, and ain't gonna be nothing to watch either, there ain't no sports, like, come on, man, put the stuff on streaming, send it to Netflix, send it to Prime, so at least we have something to watch, like, come on, man, we can't, like, dog, like, so, please, like, I know Janelle's movie's supposed to come out, East, there's a bunch of movies coming out, are they pushing it back to November? No! Put it out now, what we supposed to do? Like, we're not going, you put it out in November, people are still not going to go into theaters like that. So, you know, I know I know deals are made, and, it, and it's not that easy, but, like, figure it out. Figure out a way to do it. Because, I mean, what else you going to do? Just keep pushing it back? I, come on, man, please. Release that shit. Release it to streaming. And I hope you all know, after this is over, that streaming is going to be it anyway, because people are just not going to, people are just in the house now. They're ordering these movies. Like, I paid $20 for Invisible Man. I... $20 was too much, it wasn't that great, but it, it was explained to me that if you are family though, if you got some kids $20 is way cheaper than the cost to go to the theater, so I'm assuming that people are going to get used to that, and it's going to be hard to get them back into a coronavirus filled theater paying $7,500, having much to take their kids to the movies, when they could just pay $20 to stream it, so y'all need to figure that out, because I don't see that changing anytime soon after this is over I think that's one of them shifts that's going to be permanent, I don't think a lot of permanent shifts that people are predicting are going to come to be to pass, I think uh, people are going to try to get, not that it's realistic but I think whenever possible, people are going to try to get back to way things were prior just just because that's human nature and so I think a lot of things you know, are actually going to end up being just like they were, maybe with a few adjustments but like, I'm not believing in this wide I think things are going to shift, like I'm not believing in this, well, like yeah, a lot of smaller restaurants are not going to come back because they're just not going to be able to um, but I just don't think life is going to change super drastically, of course things are, certain things are going to change and we're going to do certain things differently but I just don't, I think human nature, like if y'all think they're just going to switch back on and people just going to be all of a sudden adjusted to this new life, I don't think that's the case any more than we're going to flip the switch back on and just go back to exactly how things were before, um and so I think stream, taking content to streaming and, and various uh, other outlets is the way to go. Okay, so that leads me to the last thing I want to say. Um, so I've told y'all before about 20s on BET. Listen, you know, people complaining they want different content, they don't want the same content, they don't want the, you know, woe is me black stuff. Um, Insecure is back, I've said before I love Issa Rae, but I'm not, I don't like the direction that Insecure is taking, I thought it was gonna be more like Awkward Black Girl, where it's more about Issa, and getting her life together, and her come up, and her friends, that, more like a living single, where it's more focused on the women, and the, and the men are like all too, you know, extras, basically but the, not the main stories but it's just turned into this whole you know, all these girls do is chase these dudes, and I'm just not interested in that um but 20s on BET is what I thought Insecure was going to be. It's written by Lena Waithe, but it's a great show. It's really good. And I think it's because, and it's not, and I said this on Twitter, it's not a queer show at all. But it is one of the best queer shows that I've ever seen. Because, and I think it's because Lena is probably, 
and I know she's not the only person that writes this, but I think she's, it, it, it seems to me that she's way more at ease or way more, um, actually, not even, not even say that, because I think what it is is, I think a lot of these, when, when we talk about the blackness, I think a lot of this stuff may come across the way it is, is because who runs Hollywood, who's in Hollywood, and what they will produce and what they won't, right? And so, that's why we get a lot of this black people performing blackness type stuff, because it's not really meant for us, it's meant for white people's idea of what black content is. That's what I think may be going on with a lot of people, and the reason I say that is because when I watch the 20s, which is not, it it, it deals with that issue, but it is not, it's not like, woe is me, black, like, it's not that queen and slim shit, it's, it's, it's deals with racism, quote fingers, and how you, you know, black people in corporate spaces and microaggressions and all that, in a very regular way, and I think, and, and the main character is a masculine presenting lesbian, which, of course, I love, but that's, that's what made me check it out, but even that is done, it's not overdone, it's not like, she's not walking around rainbow t-shirt, it's just like, a, she had, both of her friends are straight, um, actually, all of her friends are straight, actually, there's an episode where she's trying to get to know this girl, cause she's like, Lil, all my friends are straight, I need a gay friend, and I recognize that, with, I, empathize with that 100% because I'm like that right now, I'm like yo I cannot, I want a gay friend, like I love my straight friends but like I don't be wanting to go, all the stuff y'all want down, but sometimes I just want to do gay shit with gay people, my gay friends, you know, like I don't want to do all this shit, right, I don't want to be sitting around, I don't care about your boyfriends and all of that right, and so anyway I think it's because Lena's more comfortable with being gay and so she doesn't have to, she doesn't feel a need to proclaim it and the people who are again in Hollywood, gayness is not something that they need to have performed, so it's more seamless, it's, I like it, it's, I think it's funny, it's a really good show, again, the main character is, is, um, I forgot her real name, but she's like, uh, this comedian, black comedian, she's masculine, it's really good, um, and it's, it, I mean, of course, it is loosely based on Lena's actual come up as a writer, but they, they, her friend, like, one of her friends works at a Hollywood agency, um, she's trying to get a promotion with this other black dude, and it's just back and forth between her and the black dude, and the black dude ends up getting it, and you think it's one way, but it's the other, like, when he, act, it's, it's a good show, um, her boyfriend might be gay, she's not really sure, they're supposed to be engaged, Lena's life is a, is a mess, like, she's living on her friend's, it's really good, it's well written, it's funny, it's not over the top, and, 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 but it still gets to, like, these issues, and I really like it, and it's on BET, and I did not, I went in there highly suspect, I went in there like, oh, this is gonna be some bullshit, cause, you know, but it's not, I like it, and to me, it's what insecure, should be, if they would've did what they would, if they would've wrote Lawrence out the show like they said they was, and not let Twitter gas them up, and make it this terrible thing it is now, um, in my opinion, then this is what Insecure would've been, so, it's I I think the season finale was just this Wednesday, so you can go back and watch the whole thing now, it wasn't that many episodes, cause I guess this was the pilot season, but it's really good, um and also I've just started watching Black as Fuck on Netflix, now, I've read all kind of 
stuff about this, I've read all kind of critiques, and just like when blackish people do, critiquing it just off of the, just off the title, but now that I'm watching it, the title is actually hashtag black as fuck, and that gives a lot away, this show, if you haven't seen it yet, I think this shit is hilarious, this shit is funny to me, it is a parody, it is satire, if you are taking every review I've seen of this that said it was bad, or had these like super deep critiques, they're taking it's, it's making me laugh, because you're taking this show literally, it is, it's going over your head, you're not getting it, it's not supposed to be literal If it's like a curb your enthusiasm the office, parks and rec um, it really reminds me of that show, House Hollywood the Kevin Hart show, House, was it House Husbands of Hollywood it's like that, it's a par- It's a satire show, that the joke is the show itself, none of it is, they're not this is like, I heard somebody write, oh this is an autobiographical, it, it's not it's, the, sh- <laughs> the joke is the show, like people talking about oh, K- K- uh, um, Kenya's acting, he gives a very flat, very Larry David flat, matter of fact delivery, that's the point like that's, <laughs> cause it's one of those shows, like it's I think this shit, I'm on, I'm on episode two, and it's funny to me, Rashida Jones is hilarious in it, they are both fun. it's the kids, it's funny, so, if you are not watching black as fuck, cause you like, oh lord, like, why we can't, why everybody gotta be black as fuck, why we can't just be black, why you, it's not, that's not it, like, again, if you enjoy, I'm not, I'm not an Office fan, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I, I, I think Park and Rex is the superior show, The Office is not funny at all to me, Park and Rex, I like, I think that's funny, if you like part, I, I don't think it, I don't, I wouldn't, people are saying it's like The Office, I don't think Black as Fuck is like The Office, I think Black as Fuck is like Parks and Rec, and what it really reminds me of is the House Husbands of Hollywood, um, and it's like a black Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's very, it pulls very much from Curb, if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, you'll see scenes, setups in Black as Fuck, and you're like, okay, that's a Curb Your Enthusiasm scenario, it's like that, <laughs> it's that type of show, so if you, if that's your wheelhouse, you'll like black as fuck, it ain't, it's not what people are saying it is, all these super critiques, it's, it's, you're taking the show too seriously, the show is a parody of hashtag black as fuck, right, it's, it's, so that's what I'm gonna say on it, it's hilarious to me, it's, (laughs) that's this whole thing where he has a chain, it's funny, <laughs> it's, it's funny, um, some people were like, oh, you gotta get to episode 5 to get it, I, I figured out it was a parody in the first episode, because I watched Kirby Enthusiasm, so I recognize it immediately, if you don't watch those type of shows, you might not get where it's going, but I reckon, if there's a scene in it, I might as well say, with Steve Leviton, if you know who Steve Leviton is, he's Modern Family, all those types of shows, there's a scene in it with Steve Leviton, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I see what this is, okay, and then I got it, so I got it in the first episode, but it's good, I like it, I think it's funny, um, so, you know, if you like that kind of show, I think you'll like it too, um, yeah, so, that's it, that's all I have, I don't have no gang, I put, well, I do have Genghis Kicks, if you follow me on Instagram, at Genghis Kells on Instagram, um, you'll see them, but, um, I, I keep buying summer shoes, it's a lot of summer kicks, I'm not gonna put them up, cause they're like Stan Smith's Adidas, y'all know, the typical summer kicks, everybody knows, all white, I keep buying these shits, like I'm gonna go somewhere, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out, like, 
when to I know at some point it's gonna open up and when to buy a flight and but I don't know because I'm not jumping out the window because I listen they might not let us uh, corona patients in these other countries might not let us in because you know we we doing bad so I'm like maybe I just go to Miami like I don't know if they'll let us out the country hopefully I can get to Mexico but I don't know if they're gonna let us in because we like patient zeros we diseased and shit so but. I'm trying to figure out, because I mean, I gotta take a trip, and, you know, so, I'm, but I still don't need all these summer sh- shoes, but, anyway, everything's on sale, so, I'm also saving, because we don't know what's gonna look like with this, this depression, recession, whatever it is, it's gonna come, so, but yeah, so I don't, the long short of that is I don't have no Genghis cakes, except the one, the KDs I showed y'all, um, yeah, so, that's it, this is episode 240 um, I'm Kells at KMGZ on Twitter, uh, you can like me, rate me tell your friends, every week I get new listeners, look, I'm not like the biggest fish in the sea, but I'm not a small fish either and, um, you know I have a, a small but loyal following I appreciate y'all, I'm trying to get a bigger following, if y'all don't mind um, <laughs> so tell your friends um, yeah and you know, um Stay safe out there. You know, we all trying to go through this shit. I'm, I'm no, no, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna lie. This shit is starting to break me down a little bit. Um, mainly because I don't like working from home. Like, if I, like, I don't know. If I could just, maybe I'll take my laptop downstairs and see if the Wi Fi, I don't think it will though, because my phone drops off the Wi Fi as soon as I get in the elevator. But like, if I could just be somewhere that is not my apartment doing my work. Cause I mean, it's even uncomfortable. Like I don't have the home office, so I guess it's got my dining room chair. You know, I don't want, and then I don't want to buy all that shit. I don't want to buy all the monitors because then, like, what I'm gonna do with it after we go? You know, I live in an apartment. It's not tiny, but it's not huge. And like, what I'm gonna do with two big ass monitors and a desk and all that? Like, I don't like clutter. I don't like all that shit. So I'm not. I don't want to buy that. So you know, I just, ugh. You know, you pray for me. I pray for y'all. Hope we all be all right. We all get through this. But um, yeah. Thanks y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for asking, um, and you know, see y'all next week. Peace.